Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have none other than Dr. Tiffany Lloyd, host of Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. I've checked it out, great, great, great program. Professor and author, topic, we're gonna chop it up about Donald Trump. Some issues relating to his previous conviction and also the presidency of the United States. Uh, Dr. Tiff, good day, welcome. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure having you on the program. Glad that we can make this work. We've tried to make this work a couple of times. <laughs> and, and every time it's like, okay, I'm not booked that day, but I wanna make sure I'm here with the doc. And so we got it today, we synchronized today. Trump, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're honored to have you. Trump has uh, been convicted of sexual assault. Uh, civil court convicted him, it's called liable. And he has been convicted of a defamation. And so you have this $5 million settlement, I mean $5 million verdict, which likely you know, the author, she may not see a penny of it. He's indicted by Manhattan, he's going to be indicted by Fulton County, will be indicted by DC federal grand jury and likely to be indicted by New York. He has significant business entanglements. Those business dynamics are also in front of courts around the country. He will be a defendant until the day he dies. So. He's still leading in the polls by 7%. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. All right. So, Doc, talk about Trump's ability to fail to the top. What say mm-hmm. you? Well, first of all, there is, unfortunately, there's nothing in the Constitution that can prevent President Trump from being the president. Even with him being convicted, there's nothing. The only thing that the Constitution says is that you have to be 35 years old and a resident of the United States of America for 14 years. So that protects him. But isn't it amazing that there is nothing that stops a man from being indicted or (laughs) convicted, but we have states that have that have that that block convicted felons from voting and i want people to understand that i'm going to say it again there's nothing that stops a man from running for president of the united states that is a convicted felon convicted charged with a crime but we have states that block convicted felons from voting that's a problem right there what it shows with america with donald trump deleting the polls over joe biden that has been accused of so many things and even has a pending case, it truly shows that America still has not repented for the sin of what America was founded on and that is racism. President Trump, his base hates people of color. And when people say President Trump made people feel, uh, made people come out of, uh, made people racist, that's not true. He only made people feel comfortable in their racism. So what you are seeing now is America still has not repented and has not rectified racism here in America. You make a very compelling point and I'm going to take us back to the 60s now because Dr. Mm -hmm. King made a similar point in two different interviews. He was interviewed around 1961 and you can hear the hope in his voice when he talks about the coalition and he talks about the movement and he's talking about making progress and what needs to happen. And then he's interviewed again, okay? And he says something that rarely gets mentioned. People really don't like to talk about it. He said, this country is actually more racist than I ever believed. 
That's what he said. He said, this country is more racist than I ever believed. And then he went down this explanation route of talking about how white allies were down with the cause when there was a Bull Connor on TV being racist mm-hmm. and saying the N word and being the chief law enforcement person. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we got rid of that character, as soon as we overcome that character, now they're not anywhere to be found, right? The allies who were supporting us during that time. You you get this sense in King that he actually touched on what we're experiencing now. The reality of racist psychology in America. How we believed that somehow we were in at least the beginning of a post-racial society. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems as if we have not even made it close to that reality. Because Trump, once again, being as adverse as he can be, meeting with white supremacists to get their blessings to run for president, he still polls higher than Biden today. And uh, good luck on defeating the guy inside of the Republican primary. But I do believe Republicans have an issue to deal with themselves that they will not. The fact that they have openly racist people in their party, they mm-hmm. would not deal with it because they always knew these people existed. What say you to that? Well, first of all, this country was built on racism. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson was very clear, even though one of his concubines was black, but that's another conversation for another right. day. That when we hold these, when the Constitution said we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, they were talking about white men only. We're talking about a country that brought human beings here and made them slaves, made them property. Think about Dred Scott versus Stanford when Dred Scott tried to sue for his freedom because he Mm -hmm. was in a non-slave territory state and still his slave owner was still making him a slave, although he was the only person. And a racist US Supreme Court justice by the name of Roger Taney said that black people were inferior beings, once a slave, always a slave, and black people are not looked at as human beings, we're looked at as property. When President Trump ran this campaign on make America great again, the question that I've always asked was when was America ever great? So when you make a statement, make America great again, I can only think about, are you trying to say that black people need to go back as being slaves and we need to be lesser than? This is a man who has never once apologized to the Central Park Five in 2019. When he called for the death penalty of five innocent African-American and Latino men. This is a man who has said, I like the blacks. This is a man who has indicated and said that I am the least racist person and I have a lot of black friends. To any person out there, the most racist statement that you can make is I have a lot of black friends. Because when you say you got a lot of black friends, you're basically showing that you are racist. Why can't I just be a friend? Why do I have to be the black friend? So this right here just shows that America was founded on pure racism. And the fact that this man is leading the polls, they don't care about this man moral judgment. They care about a man being in office that sticks to what they believe in racism. A man that refused to denounce David Duke, the grand wizard of the KKK. So that is enough within itself. Right, right, well said. The reality is the DNA of this nation is founded upon the principles of racism, bigotry. Uh, the idea that you can own another human being and do what you choose to do with them. 
that DNA is being fought against by people like yourself, me and others. But remember, we're fighting against the DNA of America. Can we overcome that DNA? Yes, you can nurture beyond the nature, you can. But it takes fight, it takes coalition, it takes movement, and it takes moments like this where you have a guy who's polarized, but still moving. You gotta fight that, you gotta continue to stay on the battlefield and fight it. Um, I wanna talk about the reality of policing in America before you go, all right? Mm -hmm. People like Trump, even McConnell, who would consider himself to be a mainstream Republican. They're not talking about things that adversely impact black folk. There was a time in politics, I still remember. There was a time in politics, both sides actually talked about the same problems. Mm -hmm. I've been there, all right? They mm -hmm. talked about the same problems, radically different methodologies on how to solve them. But they were talking about the same issues, right? They're not mm -hmm. talking about the same problems anymore. And that's why I find it really hard to understand how someone, especially a person of color, can be a Republican today. And I interviewed an individual, a councilman, current councilman, used to be a Republican, and he told the truth. That brother came on the show and said, listen, the reason why I had to get out of the Republican Party is because I was told clearly I cannot support a black agenda anymore. <laughs> that part, that part, right? So he got out of there because he was one of the black Republicans who was pushing a Black agenda to progress, mm -hmm. black economy, black education, etc. He was mm -hmm. told by the powers that be, you can't do that anymore. Why do you think that's the narrative today when 20 years ago, that would have never been a conversation that a Republican would have had with, let's say, a Colin Powell, right? Mm -hmm. But today, that's what Republicans are telling their black leaders inside of the conservative movement. Why do you think that's happening today? But can I be honest, and this is gonna be, be a very unpopular answer. We have a lot of black people that have sold their soul for a dollar. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of black people that would be like a Sambo in Uncle Tom's cabin, if you will, that will sell out their own black people and go against the black agenda. Because see, all they need is a black faith. And see, if we can use the black face to say the racist things that they can't particularly say because they know if they openly say it, then they will get canceled. So the problem is, is that we have a lot of black faces that's not pushing a black agenda. We just want to use it as a way of lambasting or bringing down black people. And we're saying what racist people want to say and what they want to hear. That's the real problem. Mm -hmm. It becomes this bias echo chamber where they just say the same lie over and over again. Absolutely. And yeah, they have no challenge. They are indoctrinated to believe what they believe. Always, always a pleasure hearing you. I appreciate your passion, your continued advocacy. We're definitely gonna have you back on the program. I tell people how they can follow you, check out your work. Thank you. You can follow me on Instagram at tiffany.m.lloyd. You can follow me on Facebook at Dr. Tiffany M. Lloyd and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Jesus and Justice with Dr. Tiff. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Tiff. Always a pleasure. We'll have you back soon.